Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris good food and wine. Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Our send-off episode for Season 5 is full of fun. It's also full of women's wisdom. First up, we hear from Melissa Menta, who's the VP of Marketing for Peanuts, Inc. She and her crew flew into town from New York City aboard the Snoopy Doghouse. Okay, not literally, but she was in town to promote an art installation on the Champs-Élysées that incorporated the celebrated Paris artist, André, who had added his whimsical characters and particular take on to the beloved Peanuts characters. Yes, Snoopy, Lucy, Linus, and, of course, Charlie Brown. Our interview takes place in Le Food Court of the new Galerie Lafayette on the Champs-Élysées, And while the premises are beautiful, sadly, I have to admit that I had the absolute worst cup of coffee here that I have ever had in Paris. It was supposedly vegan and made with almond milk, but I use almond milk at home in my coffee all the time. So it had nothing to do with it being vegan and everything to do with it being simply a bad cup of coffee. On a more hopeful note, I did not try any of the other offerings in the food court, so we'll give it the benefit of the doubt for now. Next up, We speak with Maria Cannibal of Parabera Forum. She's the founder of this forum, whose mission statement is Improving Gastronomy with Women's Vision. On their website, you'll find this inspirational description. Parabera Forum is an annual event that gathers thought leaders in the field of gastronomy, food, and nutrition. Parabera Forum aims to create a powerful global network in order to strengthen the influence of women in the food sector. Parabera Forum formulates and promotes innovative action plans and debates to encourage women's contribution to the food sector and to promote diversity in gastronomy. Created in 2015, their database lists more than 5,000 chefs, sommeliers, female food producers, scientists, anthropologists, innovators, and experts from all over the world. It provides a resource both for storytellers and conference festival organizers looking beyond the predictable to enhance their articles and programs with strong female voices. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the season five wind down episode of Paris, good food and wine. Uh, 
Melissa, we're here sitting at the new food court in the basement level of the brand new Gallery Lafayette, which just op- opened up on the Champs-Élysées. And there's a very uh, good reason that we're sitting here, and it actually has nothing to do with food and wine, but it has everything to do with Peanuts, Inc. And you are the vice president uh, of marketing for Peanuts, Inc. Of course, yes, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Lucy, Linus. So tell us, uh, tell our listeners why we're here and what the big event is. Well, I'm really excited to be here in Paris because we're about to launch another installation of what's called the Peanuts Global Artists Collective, which is an unprecedented art project, public art project, um, we've been uh, working on for the last several years with seven artists. One of them happens to be Andre Sariva, um, known for his persona Mr. A, um, and we're launching a big Mr. A Peanuts extravaganza today at Gallery Lafayette. You know, it was so fun walking in because I know we were trying to coordinate. I know you're, you're just in uh, with your colleague from New York. And I was like, okay, so now uh, as I'm walking in, where am I going to find you? And then you're like, well, I'm standing right next to the, the Snoopy doghouse. And I, I walk in, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right there. When you walk into the Gallery Lafayette on the Champs-Élysées for the next several weeks, you'll be greeted by a big red Snoopy doghouse with Snoopy lying on the top. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio, as well as on Spotify. And also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. In fact, how long will this exhibit be open for? It'll be open through the end of May, and it's really exciting because even I was thrilled when I drove up to um, Gallery Lafayette this morning to be able to see the doghouse from the street. So it's so thrilling. So now you're going to give us a little bit of a backgrounder on how this project came about. As you mentioned, the Paris one now is really spotlighting Andre Sarieva, which is one of our Paris homegrown street artists. He's a quite a cult figure here, but... This is actually also a global endeavor. You've ha- you've had installations in several cities. You have one. Well, you'll get into that. Tell us how this project came about. So this project has been a labor of love for um, me and the rest of the marketing team at Peanuts Worldwide for the last several years. One of my neighbors, na- this is just crazy, but one of my neighbors happens to be the artist Lisa Yaskavage. And um, she introduced me to this art production fund, um, which is run by Yvonne Force Villarreal. And Yvonne and I concocted this idea that wouldn't it be cool if we outreach to well-known artists around the world to see if they would be interested in interpreting Peanuts art? Because many artists actually think that Sparky or Charles Schultz, he went by Sparky, was an amazing artist, actually. So he's he's... He's admired by artists uh, in addition to people who write comic strips. So Yvonne and I selected the artists to, who we thought would resonate everywhere in the world. So Andre being French, uh, we selected him for Europe. And we have a Brazilian artist who actually has an installation opening this weekend in Mexico City. A-V-A-F is his name. And it's just been like a really interesting, unprecedented project where these artists could do whatever they wanted with the Peanuts characters. They could mix their characters with 
the Peanuts characters, or they could just do whatever they want, carte blanche, which was something that the Schultz family typically doesn't allow and allowed for this project. That's true. I mean, giving artists that carte blanche, I mean, that's really investing a lot of trust of such a world-renowned brand and characters. I mean, everybody knows who Snoopy is. Everybody knows who Charlie Brown is. Uh, Into these artists for reinterpretation. I did take a look just this morning on Andre's uh, website, and he has that short, he has several short videos, but he's got that short video with Mr. A and Snoopy interacting. And uh, Mr. A is, of course, one of his uh, one of his characters. Since you're the the art person and the expert here in this in this project, give us a little bit of a backgrounder to Mr. A and why he's such a well known uh, artist. So, part of what Yvonne um, and her company did was they came to Peanuts and they they basically presented dozens and dozens of artists to us with ideas of who they thought would be artists who would like and be interested in Peanuts. Andre was always at the top of the list, I think because she presented his street art, which is, um, you can see throughout different places in Europe, from places in the U.S., and it just, for us, when we looked at what Andre does with Mr. A, it just felt like it would be fun to mix his art with Peanuts, and luckily, when we asked him if he would be interested in working with Peanuts, he felt the same way. So those videos that he's done, he did those on his own. We didn't ask him to create those videos, but uh, we love them. Um, They're really great. And he does have them on his Instagram as well. So now you did touch on, in in the intro a few moments ago, you touched on the fact that this this is a global project. And you now mentioned you have something going on in Mexico City. And tell us a little bit more about that global perspective, even though I know this is a Paris show, but this is such a fascinating project. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IOT, the Internet of Things. IOT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at IOT shipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Tell us a little bit more about the global perspective to this. So Peanuts truly is a global brand. Um, we're, we're popular almost everywhere in the world. So when we came up with the idea of this project, we really wanted to make sure that it resonated in all the different territories that, that are, we do business in. So last year when we launched the project, um, we launched public murals in seven cities around the world featuring all seven artists so it's seven by seven and some of the murals that we did last april still exist actually there's a paris mural on a hotel in the 10th by nina abney there's three murals still left in manhattan on the west side highway but since then we've done other different public works of art installations in London. We did uh, light boxes in the public grand archway of the Somerset House with Friends With You. We did public dog bowls um, with Rob Pruitt throughout Chelsea last September. We have an amazing mural project happening in Houston right now, which also includes a Kenny Scharf peanuts wrapped piece of the International Space Station that um, 
the Houston Space Center wanted to do, which is really quite insane. And again, yes, we do have something opening this week in Mexico City with AVAF, um, and there are other projects to come that I, I can't announce yet. The last point, I'm glad you touched on the space station point. We can tie a little bit again Paris into that in the sense that the Grand Palais, which is of course just down the street from where we're sitting here in the Champs-Élysées, one of Paris's biggest museums, right now has an exhibit called La Lune, and they're celebrating the 50th, um, they're celebrating the moon, and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon. So it's quite a wonderful exhibit, actually. I, I just was there a week or so ago, and you have the space modules, you, you can, you have a bit of a facsimile of being able to walk on the moon, like step into the same footsteps of the astronauts. And the boutique there actually too has great, great memorabilia, uh, coffee cups that say, Houston, we've got a problem here to like all kinds of sweatshirts with NASA on it. But let's kick back to this exhibit, your, the, the Snoopy exhibit that you've been talking about. Now tell me a little bit more about your space station tie-in because that seems to be, you are also on May 18th going to commemorate the 50th the Apollo 10, though, I believe. All right, so tell us a little bit about that. So Peanuts actually has a 50-year relationship with NASA. Um, Snoopy was the face of the Apollo safety campaign in the 60s. So we're celebrating the 50th, the 50 years tradition that we have with them. But what's most exciting is that Snoopy's going to be the face of the mission to Mars uh, or deep space. So we've been for the last year or so kicking off our future celebrations with NASA. And what's amazing about how this project tied in is that Kenny Scharf did all of his Peanuts Global Artists Collective art in space theme. So in the city of Houston, they're celebrating the Peanuts Global Artists Collective with the 50th anniversary of Apollo 10 with art like the art that uh, Kenny Sharp did featuring Peanuts in constellations and stars. Kids are going to love that. Kids and adults, because I mean, this is our, our, you know, Snoopy is our generation too, and then the kids growing up with that. Plus, it's, it's kind of wonderful to see um, American, you know, Vice President Pence has been championing so much the resurrection of the space program. So it's really so fun to see Americana being married uh, to such a esoteric, technical, scientific project. Okay, Melissa, is there something that we didn't cover? I know we've only got a few minutes to get this uh, interview in, but is there, are there any last thoughts? Well, the most exciting thing about what's happening here at Gallery Lafayette is not only can you interact with a huge Mr. A Snoopy doghouse and a psychiatric booth, but you can also come and see the there's different installations throughout the store that feature peanuts, including fun merchandise that has Mr. A art on it with Snoopy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's funny. Right next to the doghouse uh, in the atrium there, there is Lucy's uh, little five cent, you know, five cent psychiatric booth, which is kind of funny. I don't know that. I, mean, I think when people see it, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But when you say it, it sounds a little bit like, what? oh, yeah, that's right, Lucy. Yep, it's a lot of fun. And then there's also cutouts upstairs that you can put your face in and take a picture of you as Mr. A hugging Snoopy. There's a fun interactive playground of balls, little white balls that you can swim through, a sea of white balls with Mr. A art um, behind it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, great. Well, I'm sure everyone's going to want to come down and check it out. And it's really wonderful of you ladies. You've got a, such a packed schedule. You're, I know you're only here for a few days and the, the event's going to kick off in just a few minutes. So thank you so much for talking to Paris Good Food and Wine.
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris's first ever homegrown English language radio show about food and wine. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. Next up, I speak with Maria Cannibal. So, Maria Cannibal, it's really lovely of you to come out on this. Actually, turns out to be a beautiful, sunny spring afternoon. And we're here in the loveliest of Marais Gardens. Actually, it's the garden right behind the Musée Cognac Chez, which is uh, kind of a secret little spot because there's really only one other person in here reading a book. And yet the cafe right next door is absolutely full. So we're very lucky. And I'm actually really pleased to have this chance to sit down and speak with you. You are really one of the driving forces in the world of gastronomy these days. And I know that your focus has been primarily on women and women's role in the world of gastronomy. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But first, I wanted to hear a little bit about you because you are, you are French, but you have quite an international background. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your, 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 nas- your nationalities and then also your professional training? Thank you, Paige. Well, I um, have been living in 20 countries, so I'm lucky enough that I'm able to speak uh, five languages. This is very important for um, international culture and international mind. And, um, you know, everywhere in the world, my brother and me, we went to the Lycée Francais. So, in fact, France and French is the language that we master, written and speak, spoken. And um, also is the country where we study. So actually, I have a degree in law, and I studied seven years in Toulouse, south of France. And after, I did a master in journalism. So I am a journalist. You know, that piques my interest a bit more, because not that many people are so traveled. Um, what, let me just ask, what were your parents doing? Why were you living in so many different countries? Well, my father was an ambassador. Uh, he's retired now. And this is why we were moving each uh, two and a half or three years to different countries. So actually, I grew up in Latin America. In uh, Latin America, I was in Colombia, I was in Venezuela, I was in Brazil. We were in Rome, also in Italy. We were in the States, many, many different countries, but uh, everywhere in the world to the Lycée Francais. Okay, now I'm getting a, bigger, a bigger picture, a broader, a broader picture on this. That's fascinating. I wonder, Maria. I wonder if um, having all those food influences is that something that drew you to to gastronomy, or how did you go from how did you take your law degree and your journalism training, and then now interpret that into the world of gastronomy? What what brought you to the world of food? Well, actually, for me, it's like a coincidence because I have been never passionate about food, never. You know the story of the people that uh, since they were a child, they were cooking with the mother or with the grandmother. I think this is a might because my two grannies, my two grandmothers, they were very bad cooking, you know, <laughs> very, 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 very bad. I'm actually my mom. She never, ever cooked. So for me, it's not something that uh, was really in my life, part of my life. To eat, yes. 
and I don't have I even don't have the memory of my first restaurant because for us it was all the time all the time to the restaurant but when I I wanted to decided to be a journalist is because I really had a passion for information I had a passion for information not a passion for food and then to go to start to write about food travel and lifestyle was something different but it was not linked about uh, with my um, memories or with my past I my main word is journalism not food actually well that brings us then now to your your big project and it's uh, been established I believe since 2015 you'll, you'll correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on that but it's the Parabera Forum and well your mission statement is so compelling it's 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 all about women but I don't want to I don't want to say your mission statement because it's your it's your forum so tell us tell us a little bit about the Parabera Forum Okay, so I've been writing about food since more or less 25 years. And for me, it was uh, something very important always to promote female talent. I have written many books. And in all my books with recipes, there is always recipes coming from female chefs. It's something that has been always with me to believe that a diverse world is a better world. So uh, six years ago... I was a bit tired about reporting about the lack of diversity, not only women, diversity in general. So six years ago, I decided it was time to act. It was enough being reporting, it was time to act. It was a bit tough because I'm talking about 2014 and 2014, nobody was talking about female chef or women in this industry. And um, it was very tough, the comments. Uh, for example, some people was talking about the forum as a kind of Tupperware meeting. And it was also very hard because uh, many, many male chefs call me and they ask me, why are you doing this to us? You know, because they really felt personally aggressed, you know. And the answer I told them is the same thing that I'm telling now is not because you support girls that you are against the boys. We need to be all together. So six years ago, we were really the very, very first. And after, you know, the Me Too movement started that uh, what the experts call the third wave of feminism. So now it's like a very trendy, you know, to talk about female chef, which is absolutely fantastic, you know. So many documentaries, so many books, so many, you know, there is even thesis in universities about this phenomenon, you know. So this is very, very interesting. But six, six years ago, again, we were really pioneering and opening the path. And it was a bit, uh, it was complicated. It was a bit complicated. Yeah, it's always difficult to be the the path breaker. I mean, the person who just uh, cuts through all the <laughs> all the foliage to make a new path. Um, but you're right; you were able to after several years because the Me Too movement was several years later. I mean, it's that's only so recent. Um, so it's wonderful that, and we'll come back to your book too, because I know you you have a new book, and you've written several books, but you have a new book as well. We'll we'll come back to that. But I did want to read um, just to go into in a little bit deeper about your Parabera Forum. Now I wrote this in my notes just from some um, research I did. I'm going to go through three points, and I'd, I'll just go from one, and then I'll ask you to explain it, and then I'll go to the second point, and then I'll ask you to explain it. 
So you say that the Pyrobaro Forum is an annual event that gathers thought leaders in the field of gastronomy, food, and nutrition. So it's interesting because you don't mention any gender there. It's just experts. So can you explore that a little bit more? So yes, in fact, uh, since the very beginning, uh, Parabere was open to everybody. For us, it's very important. There is many movements, and when the women uh, wish to be alone, only women, you know, which um, we think is fine also, because when you are only women, you know, the freedom for talking about different topics, it's much, much bigger, you know. And also the most important thing, we are from Parabere, we are never, ever going to critique another female movement, you know. But for us, it was important to have women and men all together. So since the very beginning, we had in the audience women and men from the industry. And then um, for the speakers, the majority of the speakers are women because women are about role models. We definitely need role models. So for us, it was very important to bring all these speakers from all over the world who are really fascinating or experts, you know, in their field. But every year we have had male speakers. And we are very happy because the biggest names in the industry, like uh, René Redzepi or Massimo Bottura or Joan Roca or Andoni Luisa Duris, all these chefs have been speakers at Parabere. And all of them, you know, are telling things need to change. This must change. And it's important because they are, you know, everything that gets out from René's mouth is news, you know. So for us, it's very important that they support and that they believe that diversity is a chance. It's wonderful to hear that you've had uh, such support across the spectrum like that. Yeah. And even recently, I've seen some articles about the importance of Rene Redzepi's wife. He's referencing her uh, more and more. So it's interesting to hear. I think she even has a book out too recently. Yeah. Okay. Now your second point, Parabara Forum aims to create a powerful global network in order to strengthen the influence of women in the food sector. Okay. Now tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it is very important to, to network. It's something that women, they do less naturally than men because usually they have smaller businesses and it's hard to to get replaced to go to conferences or events very often they are not invited either <laughs> so they don't don't meet each others you know there is something that we call the boys club and this boys club mentality refers to the fact that they men they hang around together they refer to each other they make jokes together you know it's like a little club and for me it was very impressive that um, when uh, the first edition of Parabere six years ago in Bilbao we had a chef from Colombia and a chef from Chile that met for the first time in Bilbao so it's very important to put all these women together under the same roof because they can share their experiences, they can share also the, the issues or the problems, and it's more or less everywhere the same. So it's very important to see that they are not alone, and that they, together they are stronger. Yeah, I'm getting more and more inspired the more I hear you speak. Okay, and now the last point, just on this topic for, for the moment. The Pyrobaro Forum formulates and promotes innovative action plans and debates to encourage women's contribution to the food sector and to promote diversity in gastronomy. So again, that's back to your point about uh, diversity. But I'm also interested in your emphasis on innovation and action plans. 
Yes, it's um, you know I always we always talk about uh, gender balance, which is very important. But in fact, Paravere has three targets: is to promote inclusion, diversity, and gender balance. Because it's not only about women in this industry. There is an American chef, which is very funny. And she always say, Is, isn't it funny that black and women, they don't know how to cook? <laughs> Because they are never represented in awards, for example, you know. So it is very important to be, um, you know, there is many companies in the world, or many congresses, or many conferences, even foundations, which they are part of the problem because they are 100% male, you know. So we want them to be part of the solution. So we really work with them, and we try to have partnerships with um, different companies, with different events, with different uh, roundtables, in order to, to make them understand that gender balance is the key. The key word is balance. It's not only about a diet balance or a balanced life. It's also about balance in, uh, in the workplace. Yeah, it's very inspiring to hear you speak. Okay, all right, Maria. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio, as well as on Spotify. And also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. IoT Shipping. IoT Shipping uses the Internet of Things technology to track and trace your value assets throughout the transport process. Data is monitored by temperature, geolocation, and movement so that you always know where your value assets are and in what condition they are in. Contact them for more information and for a quote at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Well, and I know, Maria, that you just concluded fairly recently, I mean, just in March, uh, another one of your forums, and this one took place in Oslo. So how did that go down, a few of the highlights? It was a very special forum because it was the fifth edition. So it was very special for us, five years later, to see all the achievements and all still the homework that we have to do. And it was a very special edition also because we were in the city of the peace. So this is very important because, you know, peace is related to food security. Many conflicts in the world started because people have nothing to eat. So food is a key for peace. And women, we are peacemakers. So in fact, to be women in the world of uh, gastronomy in Oslo, It was very, very, very interesting. And um, we have, it's very hard to choose because all these women are absolutely amazing. But we were really thrilled to have Elinda Rose with us. And um, as I told you before, we have had many, many interesting chefs. We have Dr. Vandana Shiva, for example. So really big, big names. But uh, Elinda Rose, I think uh, everybody is still talking about her and her talk because it was totally fresh. Um, coming from the heart, extremely generous. And it was a real, real lesson for everybody in the industry. Listen, And then also we had um, a very touching lady. She's 21 years old only. And she was on the, on the stage for 30 minutes. She's a Sami. And she's a reindeer shepherd, which is extremely tough for a young lady because Sami community has very archaic ways of 
life. So as a render uh, shepherd, she's opening the path also for new generations. And at the end, she got an standing ovation because to be 21 and to be so determined, you know, and everything was so clear in her mind why she needed to do her for, for her people, for the Sami people. It was very, very, very impressive. And then the worship were absolutely amazing. We were lucky to be in Oslo. And uh, for example, we had a, a boat that uh, brought the people in the archipelago for going foraging. We have another group uh, uh, learning how to make butter, the Norwegian way. And we have uh, many, many different worships in linked all of them to the Norwegian food heritage. And this is, was fantastic. This is the good thing when you change every year the location and every year the theme. Of course, from a logistic point of view, it's hell because every year it's a new country, a new theater, a new venue, new technicians, new printer. So it's very hard. But every year we met different people. And every year we met a different terroir also. And this year in, in Oslo, in Norway, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I want to learn how to make butter the Norwegian way. <laughs> that sounds, and I'm so glad you mentioned about that reindeer uh, shepherd. You know, I don't think, I don't know how many Anglophone audiences are aware of that. I, I did hear a report not that long ago on Public Radio International about the plight of the reindeer shepherds, because I believe the reindeers actually forage across borders. And so sometimes I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think sometimes the reindeer shepherds are even arrested or something for crossing the borders, and yet it's their ancestral lands. So it's, I know it's quite, it's quite a touchy topic. It's very sensitive. So I'm really, so that's for a different show, but I'm very glad you mentioned that. Um, all of that sounds, I'm just really impressed with your courage and your efficiency in terms of logistics, because as you said, it's not easy to pull off a conference, but then to pull off a conference in different areas. Okay, last question before we sign off, because I know you've, you've got to dash off to your next appointment, but um, Maria, but I did want to get a couple words from you about your newest book. Yeah, t t tell us a little bit about your newest book. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner. Okay, so, um, you know, we, we used to say, we like to say that Parabera is about empowering women, and it's a very nice sentence. But the way, the, the question after is how? How do you do it, right? Because empowering women is great, but speak with data you know and um, one of the first things that we have done is to create a database so we have a database with six helping women from 60 countries and this database is everybody in i mean chefs sommeliers producers bartenders baristas food anthropologists scientists farmers all the ladies related to nutrition are in this database and for us it's very important to send these women all over the world so today six years after we are very happy that we can say that we have sent hundreds and hundreds of women from our network to conferences, to food festivals, to foundations, to be in juries, in competitions, voila. Then the second new thing that we have done is an app. 
uh, which is complimentary on Apple Store and Google Play. It's called the Parabere Gourmet City Guide. We launched the app last year, and at the moment there is 2,000 addresses in. If it is 10 cities, we will add more cities in the future. And in this app, you have all the businesses that uh, have been, are, sorry, um, led by a woman or owned by a woman. And in fact, the motto of the app is uh, support female talent in your next destination. So all the businesses owned by a woman or led by a woman. And then after the database, which was very important for promoting female talent after the the Parabere app, we have created the Parabere essay. So this is it's going to be a collection of books. So we're going to launch more and more. But in fact, for celebrating the fifth anniversary of the forum, we have sent one question, which is uh, how women can change the future of food to the 100 most influential women in this industry. So it's one question, it's 100 answers from Alice Waters or Dominique Crane, uh, Elena Arzak, uh, Carmen Ruscalleda. And um, it's very interesting because all these women share in this essay, they share the hopes for the future, actually. So this is the first of the collection, and we will publish more. Wow, you're a dynamo. <laughs> I don't know where you get all that energy. That's wonderful. That's really... And I also love that you highlighted how food is at the heart of the issue of peace. So that's that's really wonderful. Well, I could keep you here all day, but I know I, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> so I just want to thank you so very much, Maria, for rushing all the way across town to, to make this interview today. And it's uh, such a pleasure to get the chance to speak with you. And I'm so proud to have you on my Paris Good Food and Wine podcast. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you very much. And um, empowering women is a pillar for a better world. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Paris, Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible. And especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris, Good Food and Wine on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Page Food Wine and on Twitter at Paris Food Wine. Leave us a review, comments, suggestions, and story pitches at parisfoodandwines.com. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things, 